what's going on, Sinmer Attackers? Welcome to episode 58 of Sinmer Attack. That is right, we are back. DBougie86, Derek here. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Matt. What's going on? Not much. What's going on, man? Uh, the usual, the usual. And we also we have the editor supreme, the Donovan of podcasts, and Debbie Doubles. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Last show was a big show for us. You know, uh, we had actually had Jamie and Brian Sammons on. Uh, that 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 was a great thing to have for great us. Great show, was, man. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. I, that was a fun time. But uh, we didn't actually get to announce this on that show, unfortunately, which is kind of my bad because I kind of forgot. Plus, we were still on kind of the decision making when that show was still kind of happening. But if you haven't noticed when I shared the new show, we actually switched feeds. What that means is we are no longer part of the Dark Discussions Network. Uh, no no bad blood or anything. We just decided on our own that it was just time to move. And, you know, I think it was the perfect time because, you know, I just wanted to see how the show does. And this actually helps us to know what to do to make our show better also for you guys that are listeners of us on a daily basis. You know, in that sense, where we can do some tinches and get more content out to you too because there's more things in the pipeline because me and w have been talking off air a lot and uh we're actually going to be creating multiple shows we're going to make our podcast feed pretty much a network of other podcasts in the future and that's going to be great you know i'm actually i think i should announce this now because i did make an announcement on the facebook group I am bringing back Celluloid Dissections in a new format. Uh, it's just going to be me and a different guest each episode. And uh, I'm actually I'm already in the pipeline of actually starting to get uh, feeds and recording a few episodes in advance so I could uh, get those ready because I'm going to start that off in December, uh, September, I mean. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting experience. But... The way I look at it, I could get like 10 recorded and I'll have content for a few months or two, you know, uh, sit on them and save them, you know. But uh, yeah, and W's been wanting to do like a modern horror type show in a while, like that's strictly horror, you know. Right. You know, and this is a great setting for that because we could actually have everything in one feed for more content and there's going to be everything for everybody. Man, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, even as far as commentaries, hopefully can incorporate maybe even video into those one day, man. Uh, it's interesting. We got some shit coming down the pipeline. And one thing I was going to say, definitely let us know if we're not in any of your preferred podcast providers as far as, you know. We should be on iTunes and a lot, but I know I had to add us to Podbean. And so let us know if there's anything we need to add you to and we'll work on getting the show out in that provider as well yeah yeah we are I, we're going indie <laughs> yeah we're going indie man you know i actually added this to stitcher myself i was giving w some help i've been trying to work on, on figuring out how to add us to like some of the other apps i think we probably automatically added the like podcast attic eventually i'm not sure how that works but 
what you can do if you do use Podcast Addict and you do follow us, because I know it's a popular app that a lot of Android users use, is well, I'll actually post the RSS feed in the... Sorry for the Too Fast, Too Furious sequence <laughs> going on outside. <laughs> Family, you know. But I'll be posting uh, the RSS feed underneath this episode link for you guys so you could actually add the podcast yourself automatically by incorporating the RSS feed into the search bar of your podcast addict app. So you could actually do that with a few apps. I know some of them we actually have to do manually, but I know a few of them could be automatically added eventually, I guess. I'm not sure how that works, but I'm figuring out I'm reading more into it every day. And some are delayed from what I've heard, too. They're kind of a week or two behind sometimes, like iTunes. But Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all. And you know what that means. We have to have, um, actually, now that we're in another feed again, we'll need some, if you don't mind, guys. I know I hate to do this to you. Uh, we need some uh, reviews to get us back up there, because we had a few of them. Just... Copy and paste the old ones if you want to, and just put them in there when we get in there. But uh, just share us around if you do listen to us. That also helps a lot in the way at the time as we get going. And, you know, maybe we'll do some other stuff, too, in the future to help. If you guys help us, we'll help you out, too. You know, we got some plans going. And, uh, yeah, you know, how you guys been? It's because it's been a while since our last show, because... Uh, we were just incorporating getting the new feed set up and getting the episode out. Uh, how you guys been, Matt? Uh, extremely busy now. Not with work, but just life in general. Uh, I have, like, August. I think I have every, I have something planned every single weekend. I literally have everything. I have a graduations to go to. I got a... I'm going to do a meet and greet at... A mall to, to meet. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I just went through a blank. <sighs> Shit. Famous person? CJ Graham. Wow. Oh, okay. Meeting CJ <laughs> Graham. <laughs> god damn. Uh, I'm going to go to Salem, Massachusetts again coming up. So it's like all my whole August is pl- it's like booked. It's weird. Usually I have like a weekend to relax. No, not this summer. <laughs> Worst comes the worst, whatever happens, if you, it's like a weekend we record usually, we could maybe like get a guest or something and give you some time off. It's okay. You right. know, you know, we'll figure it out because I know I'm kind of busy too with like some of the summer series stuff that's coming up. Plus, actually, I actually forgot. Uh, I'll be recording another episode the week that we're supposed to record next. So maybe we'll figure it out I'm, I'm kind of it's kind of a busy weekend for me that weekend but yeah. uh, we'll figure it out as we'll talk about that off air you know oh yeah yeah but, busy uh, busy <laughs> yeah life is just keeping busy which is nice yeah the hospitals calm down which is thank God yeah everyone's not gonna good sign yeah it's a good sign man that's good <clears throat> y'all vaxxed up everybody oh yeah Ben yes sir my own time it feels great you know it's weird like I, I, I could actually see people's faces again it's, it's like you can walk into a store without a mask. You're like, wow, I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, I even have like a scab on my nose, literally, where I had to we're wearing the mask so much at work and stuff. So yeah. it's like it's nice to finally have the mask off a little bit. I still have to wear a mask at work, but other than that, just yeah. going out in public, it's like, oh, this is great. Oh, 
fresh air. <laughs> Pretty much. I know, it's great. You know, uh, Dub, how you been, man? You been busy? Oh, yeah, man. It's It's been kind of crazy in the work world. Uh, a lot of changes going on. We just picked up a new client. We we had into it. We still do. And now we're having Signal, which is a big healthcare, which is crazy. And then our company just got bought out, too, by another company. So that's kind of hopefully nothing major coming down the pops with that. But they're basically saying everything business as usual until uh, everything's crossed, you know. The, Knock on wood. Yeah, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed kind of thing. But I hope the worst thing that comes out of that is you get, like, a free cable or something. <laughs> yeah, man, I get, I get. Well, yeah, worst come to worst, get some unemployment while I find my next job. I guess I'll at least see it coming if it happens. But uh, anyways, I, yeah. but besides but, that, man, you know, it's it's good to just enjoy the weekends and be off. And mm-hmm. I'm excited as far as Cinema Tech Lands going now, so that's cool. Yeah, and you know, I've been getting us out there, especially uh, actually, this is my fifth podcast this week. <laughs> Like the podcast master general here over here. Well, uh, if you ha- you guys haven't been following any of the posts, uh, I've been doing like this stint on Hero Hero Go Show where I've been going through the One Missed Call series with Bo Ransdale over there. And it started out we were just going to do the three films. But then actually a listener of that show actually got us the TV series from Japan. Oh, wow. So we watched that, but we separated into two parts so yeah because it was like a 10 episode series each episode was like 45 minutes each are you gonna do the uh, american remake uh no <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. no everything japanese or asian over there no americano <laughs> yeah he has a good show man I've, I've been i've got those downloaded i haven't listened to those yet the one missed calls but yeah those a nice guy uh I knew him for a few years. Uh, if you didn't know this, he actually co-wrote the movie Lost After Dark. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great I movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He actually uh, did a commentary on that movie with uh, Heather and Scott that you recorded with before. and It's a good one. You should check that one out. Uh, but anyways, I also been part of the Teapot Summer Series. Uh, I'm on... 2011 and 2016 2011 has been recorded but due to sworn secrecy i cannot announce what the final three movies of that year are yet you'll have to wait till the show comes out which will probably be around august time because there's actually other sections of that recordings that have to be done still like the adjudicator parts and all that good stuff and uh, 2016 is my other year, which I'm actually doing with. Uh, well, I should mention this too. 2011, I actually did with Jerry Cortez, Mr. Venom, who's been on our show before. He's my co-host on other shows, and uh, Doug Tilly, who I've been following for a while. He's been a, you know, he's he has actually a show with Mike and Venom called Theme Warriors. He did a. Uh, no Budget Nightmares, which is a podcast all about micro-budget cinema. Like, you know, like the shot and video films and stuff like that. And uh, he also does, like, he does a lot of shows. Like, one of his main shows that probably got him the most recognition is probably Eric Roberts is the fucking man. 
which is all about like you know stuff that Eric Roberts has been in. Like they even record like episodes of TV shows and shit that he's been on. Like that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of shit. Yeah, he's he's in he's you know yeah soon coming soon Monster versus Ape. <laughs> The asylum version of this one that we're going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, I also want to mention something because it kind of been dwelling on me for all week. And uh, uh, we actually lost a podcast and legend this week who actually is one of my inspirations to become a podcaster. And uh, uh, the Johnny Krug, who... Uh, was the host of Kruger Nation and Short Bus Cinema with Ricky Morgan uh, actually passed away this week. And uh, I just want to say uh, I my prayers are with his loved ones right now. It's It was kind of a shock to me because it was like I just woke up and just heard the news. And uh, Johnny was a very funny and nice person. Uh, I only recorded with him once, but we had some communications during the time time like when he was going through his struggles with uh drinking and stuff uh you know because i i haven't actually been through it myself but uh i know people that have in my life and i know the struggle is tough and you know i just told him to stay gold and this one day at a time that's all you could do man and it's very sad and you know uh ironically enough the episode i recorded with johnny was an episode of short bus cinema where we talked about a movie that uh, changed Dubby's life called Dragon Wars. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well, that, that was the whole point of the show. It's a show that they watch bad movies and talk about bad movies. So that's the one I chose. <laughs> it's, it's fitting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was a funny guy. And uh, uh, he's been he, he's actually been around. He's even recorded episodes with, like, the Hysteria Continues. Uh, who is a slasher podcast and uh even if you guys own the don't go in the woods alone vinegar syndrome release he's actually on the commentary that they do for that uh, oh, cool. yeah so yeah it's a sad time and my prayers are for his family uh johnny you were a nice guy you were always nice to me and rest in peace brother RMP, man. yeah yeah but uh yeah Weird show, but I had to get it off my chest because it happened this week. You know, uh, we're I think a Legion podcast are actually planning on doing something big, so I might be part of that. Also, I'm not sure yet. They, I'm gonna get talk to Ricky probably later this week to find out what's going on with that because I want to help out if I can. But uh, anyways, on to the show. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, as you guys know, the listeners, we did an episode a while ago, which we did the first three movies in the MonsterVerse, and this one is one in the making, you know, it built up to this occasion, and yeah, it's here. Main event. <laughs> it's here, you know, it actually... It was supposed to come out last year, but you know, 2020 happened, of course. Yeah. Uh, Fuck 2020. Yeah, but uh, this is actually, you know, a thing where 
I, I didn't know when this movie was coming out, and we've been hearing rumors about it. You know, there was even rumors about reshoots, which I'll we'll get into when we get into the review. Uh, but also, and then, you know, they did that HBO Max thing where all the Warner Brothers movies were going to be coming on HBO Max and in theaters the same day. And I was just waiting, where's going to be a trailer? And then a trailer came out, which you're going to hear after we're done talking here. But, you know, I was pumped. I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? You know, Godzilla and Kong. And I'm also going to be talking about some aspects of the movie, which the internet kind of ruined for me when going into it. But uh, uh, we'll talk about that when we get into the actual review. Uh, I just want to know before we get into the review, what was your anticipation for this movie? Uh, we'll start with W before you actually seen it. Don't even don't mention your thoughts on it yet. Just were you yeah. anticipated for it, or what do you think about it when you first heard that this was actually going to be a fucking thing? I mean, I was I was definitely stoked. I mean, especially after we just kind of finished up King of Monsters and stuff. I was I was ready, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, Matt. I was definitely excited. After watching King of Monsters, and then they announced this, and I'm going, please, 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 be better than the original Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> but no, I was definitely super excited. Definitely need more Godzilla in the theater. Definitely need more Godzilla out there. So I was crossing fingers and hoping they would do it, do it justice. And you know, and and you know, before we get into the review. Shit. It's just crazy how well this movie actually did, like, for, like, a pandemic movie, because it's it's still, like, during the time when you still have to wear fucking face masks and shit in places. The only reason why I bought uh, HBO Max was because of this movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you you never got rid of it since. No, I haven't, (laughs) because Mortal Kombat was coming out the same week. I'm thinking, geez, if I go to the theater... So I buy, okay, I went and saw Quiet Place 2 in the theater, okay? Yeah. Buying two tickets, a medium <laughs> popcorn, and two drinks, what would that cost you? 48 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Maybe a little more. 40 or 50. It was like 50-something dollars, like 52, yeah. 54 bucks. Yeah, 54 gonna... fucking dollars, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when Godzilla vs. Kong came out, this is way before then, I'm like, wait, Mortal Kombat's coming out next week. Oh, I'll pay $14 for a month get two big main movies that would be in the theater, I'm saving fucking money. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going to buy them anyway when they come out physical, but still. Yeah, you know. Uh, did you like the Mortal Kombat movie? I did. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait. They ended it with a, an up in the air, so I'm like, please do a sequel. Okay. Uh, I did, like, you like, did you watch it? Yeah, I like pretty much most of it besides the Cole character. <laughs> that was my only nitpick I'm like I wish this guy was just Johnny Cage <laughs> oh I know but yeah they said they were going to introduce some new character involved and everything he's not even in the video games at all so I'm like okay why but okay let's see what happens when he goes there yeah yeah and it was like mostly him and his fucking uninterested in family his wife and daughter I'm like yeah, I don't know how I feel about this dude. I'm like, Kano's overacting you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kano's a better character right now. What's, what's going on? <laughs> like, you, you, wanna, you don't want to root for Kano. You're supposed to hate him. I'm liking him so far. I'm like, 
yeah, they making him like a, an anti-hero? What the fuck's going on here? And like, yeah, uh, yeah him and Cabal are my favorites. Like, this their back and forth. Great. <laughs> I gotta see it. Yeah, <laughs> we won't, we won't oh, ruin most of it. Yeah. <laughs> but let's just say Kano is probably the best actor in the movie. <laughs> I'll just, that's my opinion anyways. But uh, yeah, you might like it, though. Maybe we'll do that in the future once it gets on physical. We'll do that one too. The, you know, because we did the first two Mortal Kombat. So it makes sense. Just like if you're a big one. Mortal Kombat fan, like if you know a lot of the video games, you'll understand some of the dialogue in it and some of the things that happen. It made me chuckle on those because I remember those in the video games. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'll like it. Like, this yeah, ain't it's really. Rated R. It's rated, yeah, it's it's rated R. R. Oh, yeah, it's got some good. Blood and guts. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which it's, Mortal Kombat's always needed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. And then they put out what the fuck was that other movie they put out? I thought. Oh the what else? What? Uh, what? Fuck. I, I forgot the name. Is the one Angelina Jolie? Oh, the one where she's in the she's like a firefighter or something with a kid. Yeah, I like that one. I didn't see it. I was debating on it. I was like. Uh, even though I have HBO Max, I'm like, I don't Conjuring. know. Conjuring. Conjuring 3 I watched through there. Mm-hmm. That was definitely worth it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked and it then you have like, Justice League, not Justice League, uh, you have Suicide Squad coming out. Is it this month or August? I think it's August. Eh, I'll still keep HBO Max for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Angelina Jolie one was good. It had some good action sections. It reminded me of a better version of Firestorm. <laughs> She's not Howie Long, is she? <laughs> she kind of is Howie Long in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she's like the same character. But I was thinking about buying, finding Firestorm. Like, man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I want to see Howie Long throwing axes and being in fires. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of reminds me, I watched Into the Grizzly Maze for another podcast recently. I liked that one. I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We we gave it like a B plus, I think. That's a, because they, they they were graded on that show that we did. We, we do it like different categories and they add up to a certain number and they get like a letter grade. Okay. Yeah, because he was like a teacher, so he knows how to do letter grading. The, the, <laughs> So it was kind of cool aspect. It got to be plus. So yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, uh, King Cobra got like a D minus. Yeah. Oh. But anyways, I think we said enough. You know, HBO Max. uh, The thing I was gonna say is, it was shocked that this movie actually got like a good box office though. Even though you know they were doing like the HBO Max thing, also. Mm-hmm. So, so this was like the the first big like box office hit from after the pandemic, you know. It's like over four hundred million, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, so it did well, either even though it was on HBO Max. So that's good, at least. You know, it's good that people still want to go to theaters too to support that. Cause I get it, you know. I went to go see In the Earth by myself, and it was great because I was the only one in the theater to see that movie. <laughs> How was that? It was good. I'm not Maybe sure. Earth. It's kind of divisive. I feel like I you're either gonna like it or hate it. Okay. So I'm you looking know. at the trailer, going, "What the fuck is this?" 
it's very folk horror. It's Ben Wheatley. Uh, you know, for a movie that was filmed during the pandemic, like it was filmed on the second week of lockdown, it could have been a lot worse. True. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, so I'll give it that props. You know, I'm not going to say that it's going to be for fucking everyone, though. It's like right. that type of movie, you know. But uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. But I'm not going to, like, recommend it to everybody either. But, uh, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. You guys ready? Let's do it. Do it. All right. So we're going to be playing you the epic trailer with some crazy hip hop. Here we go now. You know, fucking music playing in it uh, that came out. And we'll be right back after this. This is our only chance. What's coming? And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Khan did the same. everybody it's time for the main event that is right we are talking about godzilla versus kong from 2021 uh directed by adam wingard which kind of surprised me the first time when i heard he was directing this movie (laughs) but i'll get more into that in a minute a story by terry ruscio and michael doherty who uh directed the last movie and uh, let's see, let look at the writers of this one real quick. Uh, ah, Max Bornstein, who directed, who wrote the screenplay for Godzilla 2014, and Eric Pearson. 
So a lot of returning figures from the franchise, which is pretty weird. But uh, yeah, the, the the crazy thing is Terry Roussier, if you don't know who that is, he, he's the guy who actually wrote uh, a lot of the first few Pirates of the Caribbean's movies. And uh, he also, for us, for us Godzilla historians, he wrote the screenplay for the unmade Godzilla vs. Griffin script, which was supposed to be directed by Jan de Bont back in 1998. You know what they did instead of that? They canceled it. They, oh, they canceled it. Did they put out a different version? <laughs> yeah, they put it on one directed by Roland Emmerich. 2000? No, 1998. Oh, yeah, the Amer- you're talking American. Yeah, the Godzilla vs. the Griffin was supposed to be the original. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. The script for the... And Jan de Bont, who directed, like, Twister, was supposed to direct that script. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but Sony was like, no, nah, we don't like this. You know, we're not going to do this. And spoiler alert, there's actually, like, uh, images of what their version of Godzilla looked like. It kind of looks like the Godzilla we know. <laughs> Just saying. Fucking idiots. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's just get into the plot of this one. Uh, the epic next chapter of the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong with humanity, humanity caught in the balance. Hmm. Hmm. Humanity, do you say? Uh, W, let's start with you, uh, how many times have you seen this movie, and what was your first thoughts? I mean, I, I was I was pretty overall satisfied first watch. This is my second watch, and I think it still retained its value for me. I, I can definitely find some nitpicky things here and there. Um, but yeah, man, from the jump, it it's pretty intriguing. I love how the even the Warner Brothers has the cave wall. Uh, inscriptions that kind of lead up to the story that you're about to go into. Nah. Yeah, Matt? Uh, let's see. I think I've seen it two or three times on HBO Max. And, of course, I just bought the the physical release. And I watched it once on the physical. About four times. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple nitpicks, but other than that, I really enjoyed watching this one. I had a lot of fun. Um, I still think it could have been better if marketing didn't screw up the movie. If you know what I mean. The major spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think if they kept that quiet on the down low, let the movie come out, surprise the fuck out of everybody, then go out and put out the merch for it. I think they put out the merch too soon and you just kind of ruined it. You're like, oh, he's going to be in it now? Okay. Now I guess I'm going to suspect what this is going to look like. I'm going to suspect when he's going to come out and do his thing. And like, okay. But I was excited that they put him in it. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I think I've been so much better if I was surprised more. Yeah. And that's one of my major gripes too. That's uh, that you brought up of the movie. I wish that was kept secret mm-hmm. because I think the movie would have played out better for me personally if that was kept secret, mm. you know, and, 
also another thing that was kind of announced was a certain actor named Shun Urugi who plays Ren Sarazawa in the movie who is the Asian character who is the second main bad guy of this movie. Gotcha. And they announced him and they talked about him because he is the son of Dr. Sarazawa from the last two movies. Dun, dun, dun. Which they don't even fucking bring up in the fucking movie, so why the fuck would you fucking (laughs) announce it? And, uh, like, like, this character is fucking useless in this fucking movie, which is another thing that I fucking hate about some of the... Like, the characters are so fucking dull in this. Like, fucking... The bad guys are so fucking thin. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the Elias Gonzalez, you could have just cut her the fuck out of the movie. You just could have had, like, other henchmen. Like, why the fuck is... You know, oh, I'm going to send my daughter down there, you know? Oh, like... Oh, yeah, I'm a millionaire. Oh, fucking fuck you, said Noah Bob from fucking Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it. I'll, I do enjoy this movie, so don't let the tone of my voice, because this ain't going to be like Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. this, I had fun with this movie, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to say the plot of this movie is kind of fucking dumb. <laughs> Because it's pretty much just King Kong escapes with Godzilla in it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not saying th- this isn't the brightest movie in the world, but it's a big dumb movie. I, I kind of, like, after I started watching it, I'm like, okay, I know what movie I'm in for. This is not one that I shut my brain off for. It's not like all serious, like the last movie where it's like, you're going to send the monsters out because we're terrorists. I'm Charles Dance. <laughs> you know? And, uh, Another thing that kind of bothered me, and this goes into the Mega Godzilla thing, where the fuck did they get two Ghidorah skulls? I know. That's what I'm saying. I I, I heard had the pod- one. I know. And there's actually a theory that's going online that Charles Dance actually has the original Kevin head still, and he just keeps selling other heads, and he keeps regrowing it. <laughs> but I'm like, I wish I could see them. You know this. Shit, I wish I could see. I, I feel like a, some scenes and some characters, I feel they chopped a lot out of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they got it, the second skull from some Godzilla poop from the other movie that he pooped out the skull. He couldn't digest it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know. And the thing that's fucked with these is they actually have like prequel comics that can. So it's like. So you gotta buy those now to find out what's going on? Because why is Kong's Island now just a fucking Skull Island just in a wind and storm now, you know? Yeah, part of the Monarch outpost. And and, and does it feel weird that Monarch's not really in this movie? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just kind of mentioned as far as their areas, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like because, you know, it's just the, the last, like, even, like, Kong Scott Island, they were very monarch-heavy. I feel Maybe that they was... want to tone down the monarch and morally focus on the the big guys, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that... I I think, because I was actually listening to the, the commentary of Wingard, this is his cut of the movie. There is no director's cut. He actually, this is the cut that he... 
prefers out of, and I can see that. And you know, because when I'm watching it, it's a big dumb action. You know, like I said, it, it's kind of like Hobbs and Shaw, where Jason Statham is Godzilla and The Rock is King Kong, <laughs> and they're just beating the shit out of each other. And then Evis Alba comes out of nowhere. I'm the I'm the Godzilla, yo. You know. <laughs> Uh, but I like, you know, I love it because of the, all the monster shit in the movie, but like some of the character storyline, cause you know, it's, it sucks because sometimes there are good storylines of characters in these types of movies, like invasion of the astral monsters is one that I always go back to because it only has four minutes of kaiju mo- action. Yeah. It's mostly like. You know, I kind of wish that there was aliens in this movie and that made Mega Godzilla. You know, so some evil corporation. But you know, that's this is a little nitpicky. You know, this is all nitpick shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, the movie does fly though. I'll give it that much. The story does fly, mm-hmm. but you know, it goes from there's some like weird things with Godzilla that happen within it. Like, so he could blow a hole into the middle of the earth. <laughs> I'm like, he should have been just killing Ghidorah right away from the beginning. <laughs> and like, I don't, he, Kong would have been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Got to, like, as, playing with his food. <laughs> yeah. As far as the story goes, uh, I do like how the kind of the conspiracy theories kind of all play into the overall plot and even, you know, the hollow earth and Antarctica and stuff. I just thought that was kind of a nice touch as far as that that podcaster. Um, I did like his character. I forgot his name. Bernie. Bernie is my favorite character, actually. Yeah, that that was the best part as far as the story. I will agree with the character thing, and that I've even talked to people at my workplace about this movie, and they all complain about the characters, and they pretty much all hated them and that kind of thing, which I understand. I just feel like maybe I was able to look past it and – a little more just because I was so stoked with the monster action and the way they developed the characters of the monsters. And basically Godzilla turns heel in this movie, man. Like he's kind of the bad guy a little bit. You sympathize for Godzilla in a lot of parts. And I love, I love all their, their interactions are fucking awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, my major, I'm not even going to bring up Renan Sarah's hour. Cause he's just a side character, but, Nathan's kind of a, he's kind of a tough character for me sometimes because like, he's uh, that's the Alexander Sarsgaard character in the movie because yeah, he's like, we gotta use Kong because this they the Earth needs us to get this element you know, make the girl go down there. He's he's very ordering with the Rebecca Hall character in the movie, and uh, it's and then at the end he's like, hey, I'm friendly. Hey, we've been friends. I'm like, half this shit is your fucking fault for listening to this bullshit. And it was kind of weird that they didn't use actually one of his other brothers of his brother in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I've been actually like, I'm like, Alexander Sarsgaard actually has brothers. <laughs> Why didn't you just get one of the, you know, you know Which, he, he's a good actor, but yeah, he, I just don't feel like they cast him yeah, too well in this. He didn't get much direction or something. Yeah. But, you know, the thing I got to give this credit for, Wingard directed the fuck out of this with the visuals, man. This is probably, 
the most visual style of all the MonsterVerse movies. Fuck yeah. Even has the best nighttime fight because it's in Hong Kong with all the neons, which Wingard likes to fucking use in all his fucking movies. You know, especially the guest. Oh, I love that part of the movie. It's just, you know, how do you feel about the score by Junkie XL, Dub? I, I do like it. I mean, like, I can see maybe it's a little maybe industrial, but but I do like how it has a lot of the notes and some of the original Godzilla nods here and there, man. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for me, when I first heard it, when it was like on YouTube, that's when I, I was like, I don't know how I fucking feel about this. But then when I watched some of the movie, I'm like, oh, it it works for the movie, but I'm like, they're they're kind of not memorable in my opinion. Yeah, like, you know, man, that, man, what do you feel? Because like, you know, we just got off King of the Monsters, which had like the, all that iconic Godzilla music, and and you know, I'm not dissing Junkie XL. I actually. Yeah, like a lot of his scores because his score for Justice League from this year was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, how'd you feel about the score for this movie? Actually, I didn't mind it. Uh, there were some issues with it, but other than that, it was okay. I'm not a very manipulative on the score. Like, I even went out and found the soundtrack, so I bought the, the score soundtrack for it. I got to pop it in the player and just revisit it. But there was some okay parts of it. Like, I love King of the Monsters. That one was yeah. fantastic. This one was kind yeah, of like it, a like a step down a little bit. Not much of a step down, but it's a little bit of a step down. Yeah, as far yeah. As the music soundtrack songs I do like. You know, they had some Judas Priest and some <laughs> cool nods here and there. Elvis. Some Elvis, Elvis, yeah. Hollies, which, spoiler alert, that might be the end song of this podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I actually really love that. Now, I got to talk about a character that I also think is probably one of the best characters and this movie is Gia. Yeah, definitely. That's the yeah. little girl. Yeah, I love, you know, the thing that I really love about this movie is they made Kong the main character of the movie and they gave, which it, it makes sense because he could interact with humans better than Godzilla can. And yeah. It, this movie actually made me feel for Kong for once. Exactly, man. You know, I kind of wanted him to win. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Uh, yeah, they build the it. characters with the char- with the monsters great, man. And that little girl was a major part of it, for sure. Yeah. It, it's a lot easier to have Kong interact with the humans than Godzilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the Hollow Earth. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that you had to enter the Stargate to get into the Hollow Earth. <laughs> That's some weird <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> I'm like... Because weren't they in the Hollow Earth in the last movie in the underground? Because was that supposed to be the Hollow Earth too, or is that something else? Oh, when he went down to uh, revitalize Godzilla. Yeah. I don't think that was a. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Unless it was like a certain other part, you know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm like saying. Anywhere it's in Antarctica, it's like the whole conspiracy theory thing. You know, lizard people in the center of the Earth coming from the Hollow Earth. So it's. I thought that was kind of... There's even Illuminati. Like, there's a lot of conspiracy theory nods in this movie that I was found kind of entertaining. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just wish they explained that, you know... And this is going back to the King of the Monsters, because... Uh, 
I wish they explained that maybe that wasn't the Hollow Earth, but it was some other area. I wish, right. you know, this is all things that's going back to me. I wish they explained more because who knows if we're going to get, I knock on wood, I hope we do get another movie to explain because I do want to explore the Hollow Earth more now that we're there. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. A lot uh, of stuff just made, didn't make sense, the whole, the axe made from Godzilla's scale. Just happened to be there. It's like, has he been here before? How does he get there? There's been battles like this before. Yeah, that's right. We had a lot of weird stuff going on, but maybe it will lead into another movie with in the next battle will take place in the Earth. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. How do you feel about the war bats? Those giant snake cobras with wings. (laughs) Those are fucking cool. Those are cool. Did you see the Jeepers Creepers nod? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> when he puts the, you know, when the wing goes over Kong's face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wingard, yeah, there's a lot of nods to other movies in this. No, You know, even, like, when he's get taken by helicopters, that's a scene right out of King Kong's escapes, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I love that shit. place in the Arctic was also King Kong escapes, because Look, that's where he meets RoboKong, pretty much. Yeah, and, you know, they needed him to find an element Yep. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, more of the Hollow Earth thing. It, it was weird. Like there was Earth everywhere. It was like forest everywhere. It was like all all around and fucking gravity everywhere. You know. Yeah, the whole reverse gravity just going down. It's like. Okay. Are we going through a portal or are we going through a timeless loop? I don't know what the fuck that was. I was like, is Richard Dean Anderson here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome if he We're was We're in there. the upside down. Welcome to the Stargate. Tilks, <laughs> 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 yeah. Waiting for a pyramid to pop out of nowhere. Uh, Kong versus Ra. Next movie. Calling it now. Him mm. uh, and King Caesar team up. Oh, that'd be amazing if they find King Caesar there. <laughs> or they have King Caesar, but you also have Megalon as another villain because you had the underground people that worshipped Megalon in oh, yeah. uh, the other Godzilla flick. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, call Gigan. We need help. <laughs> <laughs> then all the pollution drops down and forms the, the smog monster. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I do want to see Monsterverse versions of these monsters. Make it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, you have to destroy all monsters. Oh, yeah. And now we got to talk about Doug. Doug. <laughs> Which I feel like is maybe like an ancestor of Godzilla. Possibly. He kind of looks like a Godzilla, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's trying to be like a little minya or something. Oh. <laughs> My daddy's up there. I'm down here now. He's mini Doug. Minya Doug. <laughs> Gabber is going to beat me up now. <laughs> oh, oh that, that's another movie in the making right there. Now, let's talk about uh, my favorite character walter simmons played by sidnor bob i kind of i you know even though he's very underdeveloped i do like the idea of 
he even names his company Apex, where he wants humanity to be on top of the food chain again. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that aspect of his character. I just wish he was developed a little bit more, which, you know, the movie could be dumb as all fuck, but at least the bad guys could be fucking the great, like, you know, this is coming off when we just had fucking Thanos, one of the most developed bad guys of all time, and, and I'm not comparing this guy to Thanos, but... You he's know, like the blood rain bad guy. He's not. He's the bad guy, but he's not that memorable. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. The blood rain henchman there that's supposed to be like the memorable henchman, but you don't get that. Yeah, and I, it's, it's a shame because he's actually a very good actor. He's actually the best part of some of the movies he's in because... He's doing a lot of shit, like that Grudge remake. Oh, I did not see the Grudge remake. I it's hated actually, the other Grudge. It's actually not a remake. Hmm. Not? It's, a, it's a sequel. <laughs> oh, God. But it's weird. I'll explain it to you off here. <laughs> uh, but, right. uh, yeah, but he's also in the... He's he's actually the best part of the... He, he, I he, I thought he was great in Alien Covenant. I actually like that movie. I don't know a lot. That movie gets a lot of fucking hate. Yeah, I don't mind Alien Covenant. I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I I have some. We that's a franchise we should do one day because I have some questions for you guys after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I like the aspect that he wants to create this Mega Godzilla thing for to be an apex, pretty much man be apex and they control their own robotic monster i like that aspect of it but uh now let's get into our thoughts on the big guy himself the spoiler if you haven't seen this movie we already said it a few times mecha godzilla is in this movie let's start with dub what did you think about mecha godzilla man it was pretty badass i mean you know coming out with the lasers just straight out of the mountain Though he looked fucking great, man. I, I loved how he looked, honestly. Yeah, I, I actually liked his design a lot. I know, actually, because I've been following a lot of like shows that talked about this movie. A lot of people did not actually like his design. But I'm like, it's actually interesting because it is... It reminds me of this version of like Godzilla that it's supposed to be a robotic version of. To, to me, anyways, but it's besides its skull. But the, that's a there's a reason for that, which we're gonna get into now in a minute. But uh, Matt, what do you think about his design? I loved it. Well, of course, I said when the toys came out first, that kind of ruined the whole surprise. And, I, and then the toys, of course, showed you what Mechagodzilla is gonna look like. And at first, I'm kind of going, hmm, I could take it or leave it right now. But when I saw it on the, the TV, the big screen TV, whatever you want to call it, I loved it. I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the nod to uh, Power Rangers with uh, the green Zord, the green uh, dragon. Yeah, the Dragon Zord. Dragon Zord, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it was, with the spinning tail and the drill. I'm like, ah, that's cool. And he was fucking armed. Like, that thing was armed to the teeth with missiles and lasers and all that shit. I was waiting for him to spin his head to, like, create a dome or something but we didn't get that <laughs> I, but I, I was just gonna say i did like that he was all like how fast i wasn't expecting yeah. him to fucking start jetting you know i liked i liked his look i, I enjoyed the character itself hell i even 
found one of the toys at Walmart, the big one of Mechagodzilla. I'm like, fuck, I'm buying it. <laughs> it just looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, now, the reason why I don't think his skull is very Godzilla-like is because, well, this I'm glad this part of it wasn't spoiled for us, because mm-hmm. he has a Ghidorah skull in his head. Mm-hmm. So they had to shape it to look... And, spoiler alert, Ghidorah's still alive somehow and taking over Mechagodzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is Full fucking touch. awesome because the moment when he comes out of fucking the the mountain and he looks, you can hear a little hint of the Ghidorah roar from the last movie. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's actually been memes that this is his new name is Mecha Kevin. Oh, God. Because that's the name of the head that was cut off. <laughs> it was the, the the dumb head, too. The one that was smelling. Hey, what's hmm. this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mecha Kevin. <laughs> but uh, I like that aspect of it because it's kind of... It, bring, it kind of reminds me of Heisei Mecha Godzilla in a way because uh you know they des- they use the technology from Mecha King Ghidorah in the Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from the Heisei movies mm-hmm. to build the Mecha Godzilla in that movie so it was kind of a cool like, little nod to that without you know going way overboard and you know you know I, I wish I could see it at Mecha King Ghidorah but um, you know I could deal with one monster at a time for a villain sometimes too Sometimes when you have, you know, I, I, it would have been too overblown with, like, multiple... You know, we did have multiple monsters in the movie, but I think it was spread out a little bit better than even King of the Monsters, where you, you're, I'm like, I want to see Rodan and Mothra fight more in some scenes, you know? Like, <laughs> you know yeah, you if know, you had too many villains, you would have had, like, the Spider-Man 3 movie, where there's just too many villains on screen, and you're, like, trying to keep an eye on what's happening and who's fighting who, and... You get lost. It's like, uh, okay. But they paced it really well with putting, like, the war bat for a little while here. Godzilla and Kong battle it back and forth a couple times. And you get the final battle. Let's add in Mechagodzilla. And you kind of figured, you're going to team up. And now, of course, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love, you know, that's actually my favorite part of the movie. One of my favorite parts, too, is when they regenerate Kong with electricity. Eh? <laughs> Eh? Call back. Boom! You know, <laughs> and then because his, his shoulder is dislocated, he does a Martin Riggs fucking shoulder, pops his shoulder back in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wingard's a fan of lethal weapon. I love it. <laughs> you know, even Kong does a John McClane jump off the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking great. Uh, now, there's one thing that I love about this movie. One thing, <laughs> they actually right, gave they actually gave us a victor to the actual Godzilla versus Kong fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dubby, will you announce who that was right now? I would say Godzilla. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I was like, the first time I seen it, it was like, "Fuck you, Zach." <laughs> This is all those years I've been hearing all these fucking Kong assholes in the chats. Fucking Kong's the king. He's going to kick Godzilla's ass. I'm like, fuck you. 
That's why he got the comeback, though. He did get the comeback. Yeah, he, they to save did the give day. him the hero shot. Yeah, it was a good compromise. Right. They mm-hmm. made. I think they, they make both fans happy. Exactly. Yep. And then he doesn't save the day at the end of the day, so it kind of yeah. works out. And I love the team up when you know they're this. They both grab his arms and just pile drive Mega Godzilla in that fucking building. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was and straight it, up. It looked like WWE, when they looked at the axe and Godzilla charged the axe with his breath. Yeah, it was, it was a straight fucking Avengers combo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, then he ends with fucking pulling a Sub Zero and just ripping back Godzilla's fucking spine out. <laughs> awesome <laughs> shot right there too with Kong just holding it up. That was so awesome. Yeah, it was so Mortal Kombat. Then he gives him a wink. <laughs> he walks away. Yeah, yeah. It's like, W. How do you feel about that last moment? You know, the, the last stare down of Kong versus Kong and Godzilla. It's fucking great, man. Oh, I loved it. That's when the fanboy. That's the stuff that really made this movie for me. That's why I said I, the character stuff was frustrating, and I can nitpick this one even more than King of Monsters. But just moments like that, it was just like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and yeah, I love my other favorite part of this movie is when Godzilla's just on all fucking fours and he's just all animalistic. He just goes fucking feral when before he just beats the fuck out of Kong for one last time. Fucking great. The That's fight. what I'm saying. I kind of like he's the bad guy. I kind of like the heel Godzilla a little bit too. Yeah, but the thing is, he's kind of like that in 2014 because but the mm-hmm. problem is we knew what he was going after in that movie even the exactly and the problem is the characters in this movie did not so they made him the bad guy because they didn't know yeah. unfortunately we all fucking knew because we got spoiled it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know so it was kind of like these characters are fucking dumb but are, or am I just fucking an idiot for looking shit up you know it's unfortunate man it yeah. yeah for sure spoiler city now actually quick fact uh, the final scene of Kong in the hollow earth like, was actually supposed to be the end credit scene because they were supposed to have an end credit scene at the end of the movie but Adam Wingard actually changed which I think I actually like it that uh, it doesn't play at the end credits I like it at the end of the actual movie, it was supposed to be like a you know like an end credit scene. You know that like, makes sense. Yeah, because I was going to well say, why was there not an end credits thing? You know. Yeah, but I kind of like that it's not there at the same time because it's actually a great way to end the movie because we began with Kong and we end with Kong. Right. And oh, speaking of which, another funny fucking moment: <laughs> the whole opening thing with Kong's. Waking up, wasn't that fucking the beginning of Shrek? <laughs> when he was going showering and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make a fan of it. If I'm, you know, I'm a believer by Smash Mouth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about this movie enough, guys. We we went through it all. Uh, uh, anything else I want to bring up before we go too crazy into it? How about you, Matt? What was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, the battle, the uh, aircraft scenes when they were battling on top too. of the aircrafts. 
At first, I'm going, wait a minute, they're huge. These aircraft carriers wouldn't be able to hold them. Then I'm watching the movie, I'm going, yeah, those aircraft carriers will hold them. <laughs> you got the like the, a nod to Jaws with Godzilla's fin sticking out of the water and it's going down to the water and cuts down underneath. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he comes out of the water and fucking nails Kong <laughs> like with a giant water operator cut. <laughs> no, the blast. It was the big blast that came up. I thought that was sick. Yeah, and they even had the thing where, like, you know, he even had, like, a, a boat attached to him where he's fucking... Yeah. Supposed to be one of, like, the barrels from Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was total Jaws stuff there. I love that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, Doug, what was your favorite part of the movie I, that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say, man. I was actually going to say that one as well because I, I really enjoyed those scenes and... That was kind of the cool character development scenes with the little girl and Kong as well. Yeah. Um, um, I thought the the first reveal was kind of wild just because it shocked me as far as when he broke out of the dome. Uh, you know, he throws this huge log or tree up in the atmosphere and it ends up breaking the dome. And then that's when we find out that Skull Island's a containment center, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene, too. You know what my favorite scene is? Well, I, I've been saying a favorite scene all day. Because I do love this movie, even though I have nitpicks with it. My favorite scene is when they kill the fucking stupid bitch character. Because <laughs> I hated her. so. And my favorite part of that is Kong actually looks in to make sure no one he actually cares about is inside the thing. <laughs> Before he crushes it. Yes. <laughs> I fucking hated her so much. <laughs> and I usually like that actress. She was in Baby Driver. But uh, that's another story for another show. Uh, get ready to get into ratings, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll start with you, Matt. Uh, <clears throat> again, with all the nitpicks, this movie is fun as hell. If you're a fan of Godzilla, fan of Kong, I think you'll have a great time watching it. <clears throat> uh, again, I love Mechagodzilla. I love the way he looked. The battles were great. Uh, I love how it was split apart between if this wasn't one big battle at the end or it was you know, little battles behind it. They didn't concentrate on the drama more where the battles were in the background. You get it right there in front of you. Like Kong and Godzilla go at it several times toe-to-toe. Well worth it. I loved it. I give this one a 9 out of 10. Nice. Dub. Very nice, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, this is it's the Titan showdown we've all been waiting for, man. And I think overall it still delivers. Um, yeah, there's things we could have done better, um, characters we could have done without, all that good stuff. But it's a good popcorn flick, and it really just flies by at the end of the day, man. Um, yeah, there's some crazy plot points, but it's still like this is a sci-fi giant monster movie at the end of the day like none of this shit's believable anyway really but um man it's it's just great man i love all the nods and the throwbacks to the the monster verse the og toho stuff man it's it's just a great fucking addition man hopefully not the end of the monster verse but uh i'm going to 8.5 man still great flick cool. yeah i'm also at an 8.5 uh, I'll I'll even admit when I first seen this movie I was a lot lower but you know I kind of eased up on it because 
I was just, you know, my anticipation for this movie, and then, you know, certain things I was reading about, it, like, oh my god, they're gonna have Sarazawa's son in this, and he's, you know, I, I just, that could have been a very, very interesting character for a story plotline that they could have developed a little bit more, but that's just me, you know. I think it would have been interesting because his father loved Godzilla. He sacrificed himself to save Godzilla. It would have been, I just wanted to answer why would he do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I wish it was kind of ex- explored a little bit more on that yeah, like aspect. Maybe he thought it was wrong and Godzilla got him, so he's like, he wants revenge or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my major gripe with the movie. Plus some aspects of it, like sort of story-wise, but overall, that's nothing too much to slosh with. So, at 8.5 out of 10, I think this is one of my favorite Wingard movies. I think he knocked it out of the park with this, and he's actually one of my favorite directors. You know, who would have thought the guy who directed Your Next would direct this movie? Yeah. You know, you know, and it's 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 a you know I wanted this movie to succeed for Wingard because. He's a direct, you know, he's done a lot of movies that I like, like The Guest. Uh, it's actually funny. Uh, uh, his VHS stuff was great. Yeah, the VHS, <laughs> yeah. I even like his segment for uh, ABC's A Deaf Cues for Quack. <laughs> <laughs> Where he plays himself and he's like, let's just get a duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah. I enjoy this movie for it is. Now, the MonsterVerse thing, I wanted to continue, but I, I think it gave us a nice little ending, if, unless, you know, knock on wood, if they didn't make any more of this movie. I think it was a very nice ending, too. You, you know, like the Kong thing. It was a happy ending for Kong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's open-ended in either way, but, you know, I hope they do make more. That, that was it, guys. We did it. We survived. Godzilla versus Kong. You awesome. Know? Somehow. It was, it was better than when, when on No More Room in Hell, uh, we did a... Uh, well, we didn't... I actually named chat this. Mosier versus... Uh, what was the name of the guy in Shocker? Forrest Pinker? Yeah, it was Moser versus Pinker because we did that in Destroyer. Because <laughs> uh, uh, in guess Moser won. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great time, fun show. Uh, not sure what we're gonna do next. I was, I was thinking maybe we do some rip-off cannibal movies for our next show. That's always fun. Okay. From uh, one of my favorite directors, Bruno Matai. <laughs> Going back to some roots there. Uh, so, yeah, I was thinking maybe Mondo Cannibal in the Land of the Cannibals, which I both own on DVD, so no worries in that department if you guys don't own those. But, uh, yeah, that sounds like a fun next show, a nice little double feature of uh, some rip-off cannibal films. And let me tell you, in the land of the cannibals is Predator with cannibals. Legitly, it's the movie Predator. <laughs> nice. It even has stock footage from the movie Predator in it. <laughs> which is maybe of a reason. Bruno. Uh, which is the reason why I think 
think these DVDs are out of print now. But uh, that's a, we'll start. We'll what talk about that. Again? Mondo Land Cannibal and in the Land of the Cannibals. Oh yeah, I don't have those. Those sound fun. Go Bruno Matei. <laughs> Which is actually because we're actually doing the zombie double feature for No More Room in Hell. That's how I paired them up for you guys. You know, we're going to do one show on one podcast. I'm going to do another show on another podcast. I like the because I need to get because I just watched the Neon Demon again. This is spoilers for like 2016. I'm like, damn, I need to watch something goofy for once. All these serious fucking movies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's enough babbling. That's going to be our next show. We out. We're going to leave you off with some hollies. Peace out. Peace, guys. came up.